woods. We're too close, Lord Yamada, he said. There could be anything in this wood. Bandits, yokai, well, anything. The same will likely be true until we reach Ise. Much of the road to the capital is like this. You know that. I do. And yet I felt safer those times when it was only the two of us traveling. You make a much bigger target these days, Lord Yamada. I didn't need to ask what he meant. My escort was hand-picked and mostly drawn from families allied with the Minamoto. If something did happen to me, they'd be explaining their failure to Lord Yoriyoshi personally. That was all very well, but I knew that, to some bandit gangs, the greater the obstacles, the greater the prize. I had no illusions about what would happen if we encountered bandits able to muster overwhelming force. Yet I was reasonably certain, for tonight, we were not in any serious danger, and I said as much. Kenji raised an eyebrow. Oh, and what makes you so certain? I nodded toward the forest. That? At first, he apparently thought I meant the forest itself, but then the object of my attention moved just slightly. Oh, an onibi. And only one. A pale little ghost light, floating in and out among the maples at the edge of the forest. Do you think we'd be seeing this, if there were anything bigger and nastier lurking about? Even ghosts tend to be absent when too many people or a creature at the ogre or tengu level is near. I'm surprised that we haven't frightened it off. Kenji looked thoughtful. We're a long way from anywhere. How do you suppose it came to be here? he asked. I have no idea, but of course you knew that. We can tell each other stories about what the light might be, or who it might be, or why it might be here. Such things can pass the time pleasantly enough, but in the end, we'll know no more than we did. Or we could go talk to it, Kenji said. Kenji, it is not like you to go looking for trouble. Aside from your romantic entanglements, of course. What made you consider this? Kenji blinked. You know, I really couldn't say. Perhaps it's the monotony of travel. If our fancies of the ghost's own story would pass the time, imagine how diverting the truth might be. Kenji, you know ghosts are not to be approached lightly. Yes, most are harmless, and I see nothing about this one to suggest otherwise. That doesn't mean you talk to them on a whim. I do know that, Kenji said, after a moment's hesitation. I confess it, Lord Yamada. I am in a strange humor this evening. I am at a loss to explain it. I looked up. Well, it's moot. I don't see the ghost light now. Kenji looked back at the woods and saw what I saw, just the forest. There was no sign of the Onibi. Another opportunity gone, Kenji said. Now we'll never know. After a fitful night, we broke camp early and were back on the trail before mid-morning. From Suruga, we passed through Totomi and then into Mikawa without further incident. We set a good pace. I had considered taking the sea road from either Mikawa or Owari directly across Ise Bay to Ise Jingu, but the storm clouds approaching from the west made that course inadvisable. 
Rather than risk capricious weather, we turned north to follow the coastline toward Oari. From there, we could turn south to Ise along the coastal road. We did not make as good a pace as previously, and we were still some distance from the Oari barrier when the storms caught us away from any villages or chance of shelter. The attendants raised a pavilion within sight of the ocean in the lee of a small pine grove. Here we kept dry as best we could while we waited for the storm to pass. I was huddled under the pavilion, watching the white caps break on the shore, when something else caught my attention. An onibi floating along the beach. Another one, Kenji said, sitting down beside me. This trip does seem to be attracting lonely ghosts, whereas I merely felt like one. I waited, since I was fairly certain what was coming next. Perhaps Kenji had become predictable, which was just another way of saying that I knew him too.